Well, we're a day late, but with good intentions because we are talking about a big load of watching. Another 13 episode dump from Netflix for Luke Cage. But is it a dump? Is it a almighty dump? Well, you have to tune in and find out on this very sweet Christmas edition of the review. Review. Brasclat. <laughs> Padme. <laughs> it's not a thing, Troy. <laughs> Welcome to the Review Review, a show where two small town dudes go into Harlem and give you our big dumb opinions. I'm Troy the Max Extreme. I'm JT3 Stokes. JT Stokes. (laughs) Today, we are going over that big load. What you just said. Big load of Luke Cage Season 2. We saw it all. We're a day late, but not a dollar short. That's right. We really walked. Yeah, it was mostly a holiday. (laughs) I had it watched for like a week. I finished it while you were getting here. Yep. And while you were still here. But I did it. I did it. Down to the wire again. Pulled it through. This is how much we love our fans. (laughs) That's right. Uh, Before we get into Luke Cage Season 2, why don't we get into something else that is uh, going on in the world of entertainment? Yes. Perfect. I'm going to leave that news that you brought up to me for you. Okay. Because it's only fair. But I got a great news. I got a great bit of news. <laughs> yeah. To go alongside of it. Yeah. Nick Cage. Yeah. That beast of an actor yeah. will be playing a Spider-Man character in the Spider-Verse movie. You'll be playing Spider-Man Noir coming soon <laughs> to that uh, Sony animated feature. Well, from the video game? Yeah. Well, it was so a book throwing... first. Oh. But, yeah, the one from that game, the Shattered Dimensions or whatever it was. Yeah. So check it out. Nick Cage playing a Spider-Man. One step closer to being Superman, his favorite. (laughs) I can't wait. (laughs) Uh, The Incredibles 2, JT. Yeah. On a hell of a run. It was knocked off by Jurassic World. Yeah. Fallen Kingdom. That is the big release from last uh, week. And then it also is now under Ant-Man and the Wasp, but that doesn't mean it's doing poorly. It's looking to still make $27 million this weekend. Yeah. And with that estimate in place, it will surpass Age of Ultron at the worldwide box office. Oh. Uh, at an estimated $500 million. Becoming strings on that movie. (laughs) That's right. Becoming the fifth highest superhero movie of all time. Fifth highest grossing, I should say, superhero movie of all time. It would actually be suspenseful if that wasn't also owned by Disney. (laughs) Right. I mean, we're just lining Bob Iger's pockets at this point. But uh, he's doing decent work, I suppose. Until he enslaves us all. Well, there's always that. But until then, we can have some fun. <laughs> Let's have some fun! <laughs> what about the movies, Bob? Don't you remember the movies? <laughs> Shut up, you! <laughs> <laughs> Cut! 
God damn it! Your... I'd be, I'd be so, I'd be more depressed if I didn't love uh, Infinity War. <laughs> yeah, as you pull a plow behind you, <laughs> building a statue in his honor. Yeah. Uh, uh, I got some Netflix news, JT. Netflix. I think we already reported on this because we're reporters. Yep, <laughs> we reported on this earlier we in the wear, year. <laughs> we wear uh, awesome hats. <laughs> That's right, with the we, little the, yep, the press ticket yep, in with it. With the press ticket, <laughs> hold, stop the presses. <laughs> this just in. <laughs> uh, Netflix is looking to spend twelve to eighteen billion this year. Yeah, in uh, their own making their own stuff. Yeah, they've kind of gone out to purchase things to put on their own platform. More or less, they're making things to so that's their own. Yeah. They still do some of that. Yeah. But most of it's their own. Yes. 12 to 18 bills. Lots of it. Lots so, of bills. So, what I'm going to add on to that is that that is more than any television or movie studio would ever spend. <laughs> Not combined, but that... I'm actually surprised that that even... More than like Disney, they're rambunctious. Out. They're rambunctious. They're go getters. Yep. Um, Netflix looking pretty hot as of recently. They got some new streaming service they're trying to push in Europe to see if it works. It's called like Netflix Ultra. Yeah. But it's only for like high definition streaming or something like oh, that. Man. It's not like anything groundbreaking. <laughs> it's not gonna be like the like the ESPN two of Netflix, right? <laughs> Right? It's going to be like, we're going to show you the crown, but she's snowboarding. Right. (laughs) And then uh, they also surpassed Disney and something else, I think like Comcast, in the stock market recently, too. Oh, man. So, like, they're they're heavy hitters at this point. Look, don't don't piss off Bob Iger. That's right. You got to... You'll enslave you first. (laughs) That's right. You'll be pulling that plow. (laughs) You kidding? (laughs) Uh, so yeah, twelve to eighteen billion, lining the people's pockets for this. I mean, Netflix isn't made. How do they make that money? Lining back? production studios' pockets. I guess. I don't know. I guess. They, I mean, they can up everybody's subscription rates again, <laughs> again to get more money. Oh well. Uh, more <laughs> Netflix news. Lost in space. Did you watch that? No, I didn't. Uh, I didn't go back and finish it. But it, I didn't. It's not like I didn't not like it. Yeah. I just found the first episode kind of, eh. Yeah, I I just never watched it because I tried watching it, but Molly hates anything that involves space. It's not like very accurate. Oh, so she likes so the it's like cosmos thing, and then yeah, hates like, Star Wars, <laughs> kind of a thing. I could kind of get her past Star Wars. Okay, but All right. no, the minute the the minute that uh, chick was trying to beat freezing. Oh yeah, that was that was, shit. She was just kind of she kind of shit all over it from there. I was shitting on it at that <laughs> point. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> well, anyway, it did well enough, I guess, that Netflix is guaranteeing it a season two, and guaranteeing it to be starting filming this Guarantee. September. Guarantee, oh, JT, shit. that it'll be filming this September. Yeah. So look forward to that season two. So you got to catch up on that season one. I'll get right on it. <laughs> Great. Um, my last bit of news, JT. Batman number 50 came out by Tom Whoa. King this last week on the 4th of July. Oh, July. Uh, they've been hyping this issue for months now for one big reason. Yeah. Because it was the wedding of Batman and Catwoman. <gasps> Even in 
previous issues. Is he finally settling down? Is he finally putting down the cape and cowl oh for a God. domestic life? Well, I don't, I don't see him putting down the cape and cowl, but it's blows my mind that he's actually opening his heart to another. Is his heart warmer than a bat's? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that makes no sense. Regardless. Can a bat fuck a cat? <laughs> it's the next Dr. Seuss book that's coming out. Look at that. <laughs> Look at that. A bat fucks a cat. <laughs> splat, splat, splat. Oh, no. <laughs> Some messy-ass bat-cat sex. Uh, anyway, if you saw in previous issues, they even had wedding invites on the back of issues like 48 and 49 inviting oh. you. The reader. Did you RSVP, Troy? I did not RSVP. I crashed. Yeah. That wedding. It'd be awesome if, if they had an option where you could either have fish or bugs. <laughs> <laughs> so, I checked it out. I'll bring it up a little bit later. And something I've been into. But I thought oh, okay. it was big news. Suspense. That, suspense. Uh, Troy adding a little bit of suspense on to right. the... Uh, it's newsworthy and... Something I've been into. Oh, my God. <laughs> but that... Uh, Multifaceted, are you, Troy? With that, that's the end of my news. Slow news day. Uh, it well, kind of is. It was. I didn't see too much either. I mean, with the holiday, people took it easy. Oh, They're yeah. on vacay. People want to celebrate America's birthday. That's right. <laughs> I think I saw it was like 246 degrees. <laughs> that, too. <laughs> God damn, was it hot. <laughs> Uh, if anyone is a frequent listener to this show, my daughter is now in a Spica cast, which if you don't know what that means, it's pretty much a half a body cast, and it's like 100 degrees, 100% humidity. Yeah. The last few days have been shit. Lots of fun. Tons of fun. <laughs> my house also doesn't have AC. We got fans blowing in on us got right now. Lots Probably of fans. picking up on the mics, but you know what? I'm not gonna die in this room. Fuck you! Not tonight. <laughs> you know <what>? Fuck you! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go ahead with your news. Okay. Uh, try that. That Rock Jason Statham Fast and the Furious spinoff movie. Yes. Is gonna be in the works momentarily. Oh, okay. They're getting down to it, and they have getting to the nitty gritty. They have uh, officially cast a villain for it and it's a pretty good name okay idris elba idris yeah playing the bad guy that's right going up against the rock and jason statham the rock and statham yeah my goodness it's not like he's never played a bad guy like every other role in star trek guy that's right star trek uh, beyond that's right he's kind of the bad guy in the office when he showed up there for a few eps that's right that's charles (laughs) minor I thought he was a good boss. He was, he was, uh, he was something else. You know what? He didn't click with the office group. <sighs> Look, if you want to ask me, I think he was probably the most professional person out of the oh, whole group. Oh, yeah. I mean, yes. <laughs> like, he's just most of the bad guy because he actually did his job, <laughs> unlike everyone else on that show. That's right. He did tw- trust Dwight, though, so... Dwight's kind of a kiss-ass. You want to kiss ass. He likes kiss asses. That's true. That's true. That's right. <laughs> uh, Troy, this is the thing that I brought up to you before uh, we yeah. started recording. Yes. Uh, just a little bit of fun news for everyone out there. 
uh, I guess there is a, a subreddit out there that is uh, that kind of tackles a lot of like news involving Thanos. Yep. I guess the subreddit's called Thanos did nothing wrong. Yeah. So you can <laughs> kind of guess the people who sub subscribe to that one. But go on. But uh, anyways, uh, unexpectedly one day it just blocked half of its users. <laughs> Which is amazing. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> to create the balance. It did. That's yes. right. I mean, it's had to be done. If people believe in Thanos that much, they should take it in stride. Exactly. You should You should accept your fate with a smile on your face. <laughs> that was probably one of my biggest things of news that I saw <laughs> this whole week. And I'm like, oh my god, this I gotta include it. And then you brought it up before. I'm like, nah, you gotta tell it. This is so good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's like over a hundred thousand people that got <laughs> booted. <laughs> well, that's less than than the world. So, well, I mean, it is. A, not... That's a pretty big subreddit. GT. Yeah, two hundred thousand, maybe plus the whole Jeez. thing. And then you're probably taking a taking a hit by getting rid of so many people. That's right. That's right. You're probably popular as fuck, and then you just nope. <laughs> Half you're gone. That's right. You're out. Get the fuck out of my subreddit. Causing a balance. It is. Of it the is. reddits. There was too many followers. <laughs> That's right. Half had Get to go. Get out of here. Troy, you fan at all of, uh, <laughs> of, a, of a Child's Play? Chucky. Uh, no, I'm not, actually. Well, you're going to love this I have news, a big Troy. problem with that movie. Yeah, you're going to love this news, Troy, because MGM <laughs> is in the process of remaking MGM. They're Child's still around. Play. Yeah, they're, they're the ones that put out uh, uh, James, James Bond, Bond and stuff. And that's it. I thought they came out with something... I don't know. Is it Child's Play? Yeah, they came out with Child's Play. <laughs> but no, they're in the process of uh, of a making of making a, a Child's Play remake. Okay. I don't find Chucky scary. Uh, I don't know. I think it's... I think Chucky would uh, like borrow itself better to like a Goosebumps type thing. Uh-huh. Where it's like the ki- no one believes the kid because they like almost every Goosebumps is like that yeah. where it's just like some fucked up shit <laughs> that the kid sees that the parents don't believe him. Yep, I don't know. I have a hard time believing that this little doll could kill somebody. I would boot that thing across the room. <laughs> well, it's stabbing the fuck out of you. I mean, it probably you'll get one stab in. Sure, the son of a bitch killed John Ritter. He had it coming. <laughs> <laughs> he was a pretty dumb idiot cop. <laughs> I think he got like nail gunned in it. I, you know what? You can't like kids don't scare me. Yeah, dolls don't scare me. A kid sized doll does not scare. I can't me. forgive Chucky for having me have a sex scene between oh. him and another doll where it looked like two babies fucking. And Bride of Chucky. Yeah. Sick. It's the grossest fucking sex scene. You know what? That's the one I've seen the most. I know. It's, it's the one always, that's always uh, like on yeah. stars or yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's like on star. And then they start putting it like on TNT and some <laughs> shit too. It's like I'll go to bars and I'll be playing it. <laughs> what the fuck, man? I don't want to watch these two kids fucking each other. <laughs> two little kid chubsters two little, going yeah, at it. Yeah, two little chubby kids fucking each other. <laughs> two little chubsters. Yeah, I'm over here trying to get drunk and I'm watching two kids fuck on a bar. <laughs> like a, a screen in a bar. Yeah, what a boner kill. What the fuck, man? <laughs> I know. This PBR is giving me such a chub. 
<laughs> over here killing it. These two kids oh my plowing God. each other. Perfect. That conversation went right where I wanted it to. Oh, God damn it. Uh, got some Top Gun 2 news, oh, Troy. Oh, Jesus. Covered on here. The of original. Course, the original. We Top watched Gun. Top Gun. Uh, now they're in the process of making Top Gun 2, and they casted Goose's son. Oh, my God. For Gosling. Top Gun 2. <laughs> yeah, the Gosling. No, it's not Ryan Gosling. Oh, okay. It is Miles Teller. Oh, boy. He's playing okay. Goose's son. What's the last thing he did? Whiplash? Um, I, God, He's I can't even been out of the limelight for a little bit. Maybe to I'm pretty sure cool Fantastic the- Four was after Whiplash. Uh, yeah. Maybe they know. needed to cool the waters a bit from there. Yeah, maybe. Because what has Kate Mara done after that? Or Jamie Bell? <sighs> yeah, I don't know. I don't think either of them have done shit. Yeah. They're gone. Michael B. Jordan's killing I mean, Michael B. Jordan's killing it. He's the exception to the rule. Yeah. But otherwise... I don't know, man. Another person in that. uh, Reginald E. Kathy. Reggie Kathy, yeah. Uh, He was their dad in that. Yep. He's also Also, the dad in uh, Luke Cage. Coming up. Are they related? Tune in to find out. (laughs) More at 11. Is... Is, uh, is Johnny Storm and Luke Cage related? More. They're both Marvel. At 11. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll see. Good uh, job, Miles Teller. We talked about Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom last week. Uh-huh. Our very own Reed Skeets. We went on about it. We went on. We went on and on <laughs> and on and on. Uh, Colin Trevorrow talking about uh-huh. the... Future Jurassic World, Jurassic World 3, mm-hmm. and uh, we talked about in Fallen Kingdom how it has a cameo from Jeff Goldblum, of course. Mm-hmm. Colin Trevorrow saying, oh yeah, we're bringing back some of the oldies. We might also be bringing back Sam Neill and Laura Dern and Laura for Dern. Jurassic World 3. Jesus. Alright. Yeah. Whatever. So what do you think about that? Um, I mean, I guess if it's, a, I don't know. See, I didn't see the last one. I'm not really stoked unless they go bonkers, balls to the wall crazy in three. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there was a bit... I won't ruin the twist yet because it's still out in theaters. Maybe some people still want to see it. But there was, like, a big twist in two where, like, something new can happen. Yeah. Let it be going... Let's just go crazy in three. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to see it. Yeah, it probably. I want to see him go balls to the wall. It probably won't happen. No, it it'll be dumb. That's the one <laughs> thing you can. Not the kind of dumb I want. That's the one thing you can you can expect it to be is dumb. If it's anything like Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom, it's gonna be dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Can't Just, stress how fucking dumb it is. Check out a review from last week. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I <laughs> I just want to see it go absolutely apeshit. You know, like, a couple of years ago, before Jurassic World even took off, they had those, like, concept sketches of human-dinosaur hybrids Oh, I know. Shit. It looked fucked up. Like, do something... Go nuts like that. Yeah. Do something crazy. And Get they can interesting. And they could, because they're, they're doing a bunch of shit where they're, like, playing with genetics and stuff, and, uh... 
Yeah, and based on uh, from the spoiler talk last week, they are playing with genetics in terms of humans. Right. So, like, it's not too far off to be like, just fucking make a bunch of weird dinosaur people. Right. I mean, that's your shtick every time. Go nuts. Make a even eviler dinosaur. What would be more evil than a dinosaur with opposable thumbs? <laughs> yeah. There you have it. Yeah. You can, a dinosaur that could shoot a gun? You kidding? <laughs> dinosaur with guns for hands? Jesus. Guns for teeth? <laughs> oh, my God. Can you even dream of it? Troy, quit saying things. They might actually hire you <laughs> to put some of this shit. I'm available for payroll. I'll go salary. <laughs> yeah. Just, I'll go, uh, oh, what's it called? What do those bennies look like? <laughs> <laughs> I'll go for, uh, oh, what the hell is the fucking, uh, that guild? I'll go, I'll go, I'll go sag, sag wages. I'll go the minimum sag wage. That's right. Minimum sag wage. <laughs> Daily. Uh, got some, uh, some possible, well, not news, but it's, uh, from an interview from, uh, Ross Marquand. Okay. He was the guy that played Red Skull okay. in Infinity War. Okay. Uh, another thing you might know him from, he's also from The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. He plays, um, God, what's that dude's name? Oh, I don't know. Uh. He's one of the guys... Introducing the later seasons. Yeah, he's the one that like introduces like Rick's group to uh, the town. That town where the governor was in. Yeah, no, not not the governor. Um, the other one, the Alexandria. Oh, he's Aaron. He plays Aaron on The Walking Dead. Got it. But uh, they interviewed him since he was in Infinity War. If he would be interested in playing any other Marvel character, and he said he would love to play. Moon Knight. Oh, okay. That'd be interesting. So, uh... Do you know what he looks like, Troy? I'll show you a picture of him, see if you... See, from a comic book expert's opinion... Okay. Do you think he would play a good Moon Knight? Does he look like a Moon Knight? Sure. Alright. <laughs> I mean, Moon Knight is pretty basic white guy look. <laughs> He's got the average white guy build, brown hair, combed back... That guy's got it. He's white. He's got brown hair. He's halfway there, man. He does plenty of voices. And Moon Knight's got multiple personalities. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah, that's true. That'd be a good... That would be good for him. Mm-hmm. A lot of people want him to be on that Netflix... Or Moon Knight to be on a Netflix thing. I think I that would work the best. Yeah, I don't know how well... Uh, or how long they're going to keep doing these Netflix things. Like, yeah, like you think like the deal's probably gonna run out once Disney starts getting their own their own streaming thing. service. Because like I mean, I I know Netflix and Disney have their own like specific things set up to do these. Yeah, but like even when like Disney sets up their own streaming service, like what like Disney? Well, Netflix has a ton of money now too. I don't know. Maybe they can butt heads. Yeah, it's got to give them re- like watch watchability. Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? Regardless, Who knows? we'll see what happens. I would like to see Moon Knight on any of the screens, to be honest. I think he's fun. Yeah. He's like... I think he's almost like too goofy, kind of, for the Netflix shows. Because they kind of ground everything in reality. Yeah. So they would change him a little bit. 
But there's a great Warren Ellis run that just came out where he has another personality called Mr. Moon. Yeah. And he dresses up in a white three-piece suit and a mask and, like, goes out and beats people up. Like, it'd be cool if they, like, introduced him like that. Yeah. Like, as a villain or something. Mm -hmm. Like, make him, like, the... Just stick with, like, the Daredevil uh, option of just making the villain one of, like, the heroes. (laughs) Right. Yeah, that's right. And then uh, it ends up turning out to be, like, the next Punisher spinoff or whatever. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, there you have it. There you go. We already did a work. Bada bing, bada boom. Sagway. You got got yourself Moon Knight. (laughs) Uh, Here's some news I'm kind of interested in, Troy. Finally. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, all this shit didn't care, could care less about. This is the thing that I'm really into. Great. Uh, Eco... Uace, mm-hmm. you don't know who he is. He is the I star don't. of the movie The Raid. Oh, okay. I know who you're talking about. Uh, Netflix has opted to give him his own martial arts series. Oh, a series. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm interested. So I'm way for that. Yeah. I would be. I don't think there's anything like high profile like that on Netflix that I can think of. Like a martial arts kung fu type thing. Yeah. Be bad as fuck. Hell yeah. Yeah. Like, Hell the closest yeah. we have is, like, these Marvel shows. Yeah! Hell yeah! yeah. I'd be into that. He brings in some of those, like, uh, those Thai stunt people that just get concussions. <laughs> for the sag wage? For the, yeah, for the sag wage. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on! Come on! It writes itself. And for it. If they... I also hear... Now, this is totally unrelated. Okay. But I also hear that they're remaking Green Hornet again sometime in the near future. Yeah. I think he would make an awesome Kato. He would. That's all. But I don't I want to him add. to fuck up Green Hornet like they did before. Right. I think they're not going to go in that same direction. <laughs> I hope. Uh, it's like, we're going to be serious, but we're not going to be serious. Of all, like, the weird, pulpy kind of heroes that they're trying to, like bring back i think green hornet is the closest one to what's currently happening in superhero movies that yeah. would work okay like the shadow yeah sucks <laughs> the phantom is hard to do like yeah. his costume's kind of ridiculous yeah i don't know maybe they could do tarzan i don't know <laughs> no i don't know they did tarzan zorro how well did Tarzan do? I don't think it did well. I didn't see it. Neither did I. Nobody saw it, Joel. Well, let's see it. Next next week, we're going to want... No. <laughs> Tarzan. <laughs> Tarzan. <laughs> uh, I got some uh, some J- Jim Carrey news, Troy. I know you're a big fan of Jim Carrey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Uh, he's been... Uh, this is... Apparently, he's been cast... In the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Oh, I heard... Yeah, I heard this, too. As Dr. Robotnik. Yeah. I don't see him as a Dr. Robotnik. Yeah, but I don't know if they're, if they're going to just use his voice or if he's going to... Oh, yeah. Is this... Because this is like... It's live action. Quote, live action. But I don't know if they're going to animate certain people. I don't, I don't know. What is happening in this movie, anyway? Just give us know. the answers. I don't know. Come on, Sega. I just want to see a. I just want to see a goddamn. Just show me a picture of what it's supposed to look like. Just a picture. For that's all we're asking love for. A, love a Christ. <laughs> yeah, I heard about that. Hopefully, he's. Oh, 
kind of over his weird everything means nothing kind of <laughs> stint that he's all been a part of lately. Yeah, I don't know. Jim Carrey. What a character. Yeah. <laughs> I want to do this thing. Look at me. Look at everything. Everything means nothing. Look at this. <laughs> I'm sad. <laughs> everything means nothing. Unless it's Dr. Robotnik. <laughs> Which is everything. Which is everything. <laughs> Which is Bay. <laughs> Uh, last bit of news, Troy. I know you've been waiting on bated breath for that next Indiana Jones movie, <laughs> but you have to wait a little longer. Oh shit! Because uh, uh, it was originally supposed to come out in uh, April of 2019. Mm-hmm. Now it's going to be coming out in the summer of 2020. Oh well, shit! So I gotta wait a little bit longer. All right, Troy. What are you, what are you gonna do? I guess. Yeah. Just wait. Or just don't do it. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't... I mean, we already got some some that are okay. Yeah. Like, two and a half out of the four are pretty good. Yeah. Temple of Doom is still not my favorite. I... You know, I I don't believe I have seen Temple of Doom all the way through. Really? Yeah. I've definitely seen Raiders... I think I've seen Raiders the most, because my parents owned it. Mm Mm-hmm. And I've seen Last Crusade a whole bunch. I've seen Last Crusade the most. Okay. I think that's the first one I've seen, and we also own that. I mean, we owned all of them, but... See, Last I think Cru- Last Crusade's the best. I think it is, too. For yeah. the third one, too, that's weird. I know. <laughs> like, it took them three to re- get it right. Right. But I think that dynamic of Sean Connery and Harrison Ford is really, really good. Really good. And, like, even though most of, like, all the memorable Indiana Jones stuff is from Raiders, like, with the arc and the boulder and all that kind of stuff... Yeah. I mean, it's good, but I think that the fun factor in Last Crusade is overtakes it by just a smidge. Yeah. And it just makes it real great. Real great. I know. And I could never watch... When I was growing up, I could never watch, like, the last five minutes of Raiders. Because that shit freaked me the fuck out. Oh, and they open the arc? Yeah. And oh, everyone yeah. melts. <laughs> Yeah, or explodes fucking, or turns, fucking, catches fire. The fucking glasses-wearing scientist where he's just <laughs> laughing hysterically as he, like, melts and dies. I think I posted that gif a lot of the last few days. <laughs> 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 but, uh... <laughs> no, I've been... Dude, I've been... Speaking of gifts, I've been way <laughs> on to the dentist saying, Yeah! <laughs> Yeah, I know. I got a few of those too <laughs> from you. Uh, oh my god! Go and watch, uh, watch. It's always sunny and watch uh, Mac and Dennis move to the suburbs. <laughs> I think it's good. It's getting up there as like my favorite episode of It's Always Sunny, <laughs> just because of everything Dennis does. <laughs> that's that's like the quintessential Dennis episode because he just goes completely batshit insane in it. Like the one where. Wally asks him if it's a hot one, and then he strips him naked <laughs> and, like, walks towards him. <laughs> it's like, everyone in a storm, Wally? <laughs> <laughs> it just screams in his face. <laughs> Speaking of, man, it's a hot one. Dude, there are so many, <laughs> so many memes of that going on this last week on fucking Twitter. Yeah. Rob Thomas has to, he's probably been bombarded. Yeah. By man, it's a hot one. Freaking memes, because I did some. And Probably hates himself, <laughs> but they're all the over the place, fuck? and I'm not sick of them. 
Also, what I'm not sick of is put it in reverse, Terry. Saw a ton of those Let's on the... put it in reverse, Terry. You know that guy who... It came out like a few years ago. The guy in the wheelchair trying to light fireworks in the street. And then all of a sudden he tries to back up. And his wheelchair stops working. And the guy on the recording on his phone, he's like, Back up! Back up! Oh, put in reverse, Terry! Put in reverse! Oh! And it's a fireworks just going off all beside him and he can't get out of there. It's pretty great. Look up, put it in reverse, Terry, and oh. try not to laugh your ass God off. God damn it. Well, Troy, I, I hate to bring down the uh, oh, the fun. Shit. Is but it I Terry? Do. No, Terry didn't die. <laughs> We're going to do a bit, though. I do have a bit. <laughs> People dying, it's the pits. Please stay tuned to Neil's bids. There you go. Thank you for that that wonderful bits theme there Thank you, uh, Neil. dinosaur neil Thank currently so in colorado i hear that's right you heard right my god Went to just wonder if he's getting some of that that legal you know what i'm saying <laughs> rocky mountain high <laughs> <laughs> smoke if you got him <laughs> uh but troy yeah got a hard one this time oh it's a hot one it's a hot this is a hot one <laughs> all right it's a hot death Okay. Uh, this one I stumbled upon on uh, Facebook. All right. Caught oh. me completely off guard. Oh my god! Okay. Uh, Duke, the Bush's baked beans dog died. Oh my this past god! Week. You kidding? Yeah. Yeah, that one. Uh, that one hit me, mainly because I didn't I mean, know he was still alive. <laughs> like, <laughs> how old is those that? Those commercials got to be super fucking old. They, they looked do those old. in the early 2000s? I think so. That'll make that dog like 30 years old. <laughs> yeah, he was pretty old when they filmed him. I mean, he's a full-grown adult. Yeah, he dog. had to be. The dog had to be at least five when they filmed him. And it was yeah. like in the early 2000s. So let's say 2005 they yeah. started. So that yeah. dog had to be like 23 years old. That's an old dog. It's an old-ass dog. Sweet. Hey, what's that in dog years like? A as billion. I, <laughs> as I as aneurysm and fall to the floor. Error. Error. Add Troy to uh, <laughs> those bits. Uh, but yeah, I. Uh, that's too bad. The bush is yeah. dog. Ah. Recipe died with him. Oh, shit. <laughs> How am I going to make more of those beans? No, they have to depend on the fucking ball dude now. He's not going to give it up. He's all a those dickhead. People, I know. All those people are trying to bribe Duke. I can so, just had some of those beans the other day, too. Yeah? In but, honor of Duke? I must have. Yeah, you just felt it? I've just felt it in the air. I'm like, <laughs> it's like I should eat some beans. Chelsea, I don't know why, but we need to have some Bushes baked beans tonight. And they were Bushes. And we cooked them hobo style on the grill. In the can. That's the way Duke wants it to happen. You know it! Yeah. Man. He smiled down on you in heaven. Because all dogs go to heaven. Because <laughs> if they wasn't heaven, then he would never be able... He would never go back. <laughs> Man, it's a hot one. 
Hey, you want to throw me uh, one of those brewskis oh, over here? Yeah. Well, I give you just a sampling of put it in reverse, Terry. All right. This shoot, is like shoot halfway it on through. Luke Cage coming up. We got yeah. Luke Cage coming up right after this. But first, no. Troy, it's done. Oh, great. It's done. Oh, no. <laughs> I should, oh, well, now I don't put know. Put it in reverse, Troy. I don't know how to put stop. Put it in reverse. <laughs> <laughs> JT, I don't have any trailers today. None? I mean, I heard you listen to some, but I think I saw them last week, and I can't remember if I brought them up or not. I got. I don't think I did. Two. One of them is a very loosely based trailer. Okay. But uh, I mean, I saw they put out another trailer for Skyscraper, but at this point, I'm like, nah. Yeah. I don't need to watch more of that. <laughs> who gives a and it comes who, out like this week. Yeah. Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? <laughs> but uh, no, I got two trailers, Troy. Right. Uh, the first one is a movie starring uh, Steve Carell. And Timothy Chalamet All right. from uh, fresh off of his uh, homosexual romp and Call Me By Your Name. <laughs> okay. Uh, they are play a father and son in uh, Beautiful Boy, which I guess okay. is based on a true story about a father that tries to help his son uh, recover from uh, drug addiction. Oh. And it looks uh, looks sad. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Sounds like it wouldn't uh, be a laugh a minute. No, no, did not, uh, didn't get too many chuckles out of me. Okay. But, uh, no, it looks good. All right. I like, I like this route Steve Carell's going, where he's trying to be, uh, I think he's trying to get, like, that Robin Williams rub, where he's, like, okay. trying to do a bunch of, uh, dramas. That's fine. Like, he looks thirsty for that Oscar. <laughs> like, everything he's making now, it looks like it's just, like... Bait, 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 bait. <laughs> I'm sure he's baiting real hard. Yeah, he's mass. He's like Oscar baiting. <laughs> like just rubbing. Like he's just robbing an Oscar, hoping that it comes Oscars for him. <laughs> well, he's a. I think he's a pretty good actor. His no, he's com- good. His yeah. comedy chops are really great. And anytime I see him in a dramatic role, like he always really surprises me. Yeah, I think like an underrated movie of his is Dan in Real Life. I actually really liked it. Yeah, I. I need to, I don't know if I'll ever really watch it again. Like, it was a good movie, but it wasn't what I expected it. Yeah. But that, that, that that's, like, his first, like, romp into, like, an actual, like, dramatic role. Yeah. So I can see how it could, like, throw people off. But I remember watching it, and I'm like, man, shit, he's actually, like... I think he left the office to do that movie or something. Maybe it was, like, one of the Anchorman movies? I Maybe. don't remember. But... I don't remember. Yeah, I remember seeing it where I'm like, yeah, it looks kind of like he's just trying to fucking get, like, an Oscar or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, he's trying to go more of that route. But, like, seeing it, I'm like, I think out of, like, more of his more dramatic stuff, I think that's probably one of my more favorite ones of his. Yeah. Yeah, because that last flag flying one was not good. <laughs> oh, I, I didn't see that It either. was fine, but it was just like, ugh. This just screams, give me an Oscar. All right. Like, it's just like... Oh, you're playing the father of a kid that died in Iraq, and you're riding with your two buddies, and you're just, like, riffing off each other and, like, having all these, like, 
like quintessential like what is life type conversations where it's like oh my god man you you are fucking <laughs> you're about ready to blow an oscar <laughs> for this movie <laughs> oh, but dear. i do like steve carell and Same. i think like with like this and then the other one where he plays like a guy with ptsd after getting like beat up by like neo-nazis okay like i think those two look more interesting okay than uh, some of his other more oscar bait type stuff take a peek Take a peek. Take Beautiful a peek. Boy, I think it's called. Beautiful Boy. And uh, there was a teaser trailer. Like, there wasn't a lot to it, but uh, Matt Groening is making a series oh, yeah. for Netflix called uh, Disenchanted. Yep. I want to check this out. Yeah. It looks like typical Matt Groening stuff. Uh-huh. It sounds like the guy that uh, does the voice of Bender is playing a voice at least uh john dimaggio I oh think yeah his name yeah, is. yeah, that's yeah. yeah it looks it looks good it looks like on par with like the humor that might be in futurama yeah it struck me more like it seemed more along the lines of futurama than it does the simpsons mm-hmm. which uh, good because yeah. i think overall i like futurama more as a complete package than, like, yeah. what The Simpsons still yeah. is. Yeah. Or, like, I mean, The Simpsons had that golden age, and then it just kind of trickled off, like, after the movie was out. Oh, yeah. And then, but Futurama, I think, strengthened as it went on. Oh, yeah. Like, the last few episodes of Futurama are, like, really good. Yeah. Did you ever did you finish all of Futurama? No, I never really watched all of it. Oh, man, I love Futurama. It's, it's, it's really good. I'll have to go back into it. It's good. I mean, I can say it's good one more time. I know. It's good. <laughs> I think Neil is, like, watches, like, has watched it all the way through, like, five times. Shit. I got, I want to try, I keep trying to get Molly to get back into it, to watch it with me, but she refuses because she can't get past that fucking dog episode. Oh, that one's a really good episode. It's, it's really good, but, oh my god, that's the most depressing ending. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is, but it's, it's really heartfelt. Yeah. But it's depressing. Yeah, well, <laughs> how uh, how many... how You can't be happy all the time. <laughs> all right? Suck it up, you Molly. You just can't be happy. <laughs> well, you... <laughs> if I can't be happy all the time, neither can you. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> but anyway, Disenchanted looks pretty good. Yeah. Check it out. And it's on Netflix, too, so everyone has it already. Of course. Whenever it comes out. Of course. Well, Troy, with that being said, we got to get into that term of random movies, Troy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had the uh, the matchup of Basketball versus The Nutty Professor. Troy, did you see one? I didn't. But well, I think when I voted, it was in a tie. Really? I... He must have voted really early because it was a big, it was a big fucking win. Wait, maybe I'm thinking of last week. Yeah, last week it was a tie. Then we had Reed Skeets pick Never mind. This one was almost a landslide. (laughs) I think there's only one vote for Nutty Professor because Basketball (laughs) takes it and moves on the Tournament Random Movies 3. What was the percentage? It was like 88% (laughs) Basketball. Okay, yeah. I was... One of the basketball. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was, too. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I like Nutty Professor. Yeah. I haven't seen basketball in forever. I know. I would I would not be opposed to rewatching basketball. 
But with that being said, Troy, we have two more matches left. Oh my! God. In the first round. Okay. So uh, we got this one, and then next week. Okay. Then we're diving into the quarterfinals. Okay. So this one is the second match to have two movies from the same year. Okay. That year being 1982. 1982. The first one is a is the first film in a popular franchise featuring a popular action hero uh, actor. Okay. And the other one is a horror anthology. Is the first one the Terminator? Well, let me give you the let me give you the uh, tagline. Tagline okay. might help you. Okay. The tagline for the first one with the action hero. Okay. One war against one man. Oh my god. First blood. First blood, Troy. <laughs> oh my god. First blood entering. Sweet. Okay. Turner random movies. Okay. And the second one. From the Masters of Terror and Macabre. Macabre. It's a horror anthology in 82? Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Friday the 13th? No, it's an anthology. It's oh, like a bunch anthology. Of different, That's right. Yeah. Would it um, help if I said it's from Stephen King and George Romero? No, it Dave's won't. probably yelling at you right now. <laughs> you know what? Dave can suck on it. <laughs> no, I don't well, know. Well, try to help you out. It is Creep Show. Oh, okay. Yeah, I would have never guessed Creep yeah. Show. Creep Show. Okay. So there you go. First Blood versus Creep Show for next week. Both from 1982. Perfect. Got a favorite for this one, Troy? I think I, I think I kind of know what your favorite probably is. <laughs> yeah. I got a favorite already. <laughs> if it's if I can do one thing and stick it to Dave, that's what I'm gonna do. I bet Dave will probably want to be on if Creep Show wins. <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> so there you go. We got that, and then we got one more match in this round, and then it's the quarterfinals. We'll know every movie that's in the Terminal Random Movies three. Sweet. What are you deal. thinking so far, Troy? It's a pretty strong. I think this is probably our strongest bracket so far. I like it. I like it a lot. It's got a variety. Yeah. It's got strong entries. So far, we got Shape of Water, mm -hmm. Aladdin, mm -hmm. Goodwill Hunting, mm -hmm. Falling Down, Casper, Basketball, and of course the add-in of the match of First Blood versus Creep Show. What's up, Sea Danger? Sea Danger over here. Hey, bitches. What's up? Looking for, looking for my phone. Turn the lights on in the living room because the dang Google Home's too loud. Oh shit! Your daughter's asleep on the couch. You can turn it down with your finger. She's just gonna steal my phone. Okay. I do what I want. That's good. <laughs> I run this bitch. Oh shit! <laughs> you say maniacally as you laugh and flip us off. <laughs> in true Chelsea Danger fashion. There you have it. <laughs> Sweet deal. Packed tourney so Packed far. Packed tourney. Can't wait to see the last few entries next week. There you go. Yeah. Two more left. We'll know all the movies in it. 
Well, GT, with that out of the way, we're going to dive into the main topic of the evening. Oh, boy. Dropping June 22nd, 2018, Luke Cage Season 2 hit Netflix by force. Oh. Uh, Impenetrable. <laughs> that's right. Um, since it is Netflix, it's very hard to find any real stats about anything. <laughs> well, but, I'd like to just uh, say that every time. <laughs> I'm going to do it until they fucking put something out. <laughs> Any viewership stats would be helpful here. Yeah. You say it enough times, they'll be like, man, this guy keeps saying that. Let's just give him a scoop. Uh, let's, let's give this guy how many people have seen it. The scoop. <laughs> give this guy the scoop. You want the scoop, Chels? Chels? Oh, shit. I oh, never no. call you that either. I never call you that. I don't know why I just did. He's, I know you hate the it. The show is turning him into a completely... <laughs> I will have my neck broken by tomorrow morning. <laughs> just like Luke Cage at the end of the show, I don't think I know who you are anymore. I don't think I know. <laughs> I'm up my own ass, guys. I'm sorry. What's the scoop? I don't remember anymore. I'm too, ti I'm, <laughs> I'm too tired. I'm too tired and I'm too scared. <laughs> what was the scoop? What, what were we talking about? I don't know. We brought up about we don't know any of the analytics. Netflix doesn't give any analytics out. So? All right. Well, All right. failed. Why should they have to? Oh, They don't shit. have to, but just get out of here. <laughs> get out of here, Chels. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> uh, I wish... We could tell all our viewers to go to at Chelsea Dangerly and tell them uh, to also call her Chelsea. Yeah. On, uh, Please don't don't do that. Don't wink. Do wink that wink. <laughs> but uh, her account is locked anyway, so you won't be able to yeah. do it. It's Fuck it. Fucking shitty. <laughs> anyway, Rotten Tomatoes has season two at eighty four percent. Okay. IMDb has it at a 7.5 out of 10. Okay. And Metacritic has it at a 64. Oh. That's right. A little lower than the rest. A little bit lower. lower. But really, if you're looking at the scatter plot of scores, all roughly around the same area. Gotcha. Yeah. So, JT, what happened in this big load of Luke Cage? Well... Since I always say it, why don't you say it this time, Troy? All right. Challenge accepted. Good. I want to see if you fuck this up. <laughs> Luke Cage following season one is now still partaking and running out of Pop's Barbershop, where, as we've said before we started, no not one... a single hair was cut <laughs> in this season. I don't um, think they own a pair of scissors. <laughs> Regardless, uh, a new villain walks into town with the name of Bushmaster. Yeah. And he is out to reclaim Harlem as his own, as he thinks that it belongs to it's him. It's me birthright. It's in birthright, me man. <laughs> Brethren. <laughs> so he's out to reclaim it from Black Mariah. And Luke Cage is caught in the middle. Yep. What's a man to do? Then fight back and save Harlem for himself. Yeah. Luke Cage season two. Not even denying the fact that also Bushmaster is uh, acquired certain skills that make him almost a physical equal to Luke Cage in certain circumstances. That's right. We're getting more of that as the show continues.
More at 11. <laughs> so, JT, what would you think of Season 2? Well, uh, without spoiling anything, I will say that it still suffers from the Netflix bloat. Yes, Where it it's does. a lot of episodes. A lot of episodes. And I almost feel like almost the first four episodes in this are borderline useless. I would agree. <laughs> like it, it definitely takes its time to really get into the action in those first four episodes. Like I don't even think Bushmaster even meets Luke Cage until like the end of episode three. I don't even know. Like they all kind of bleed together, but yeah, it does suffer a lot from the bloat. And this is the one season. Do they? No, Punisher was like a main villain throughout, but. This was not like, even not even the pu- the Punisher was like in the first three episodes. Then it was all the hand. Well, I meant in his own series, oh, the Punisher. Yeah. But like this one was like one big long story all throughout. It wasn't chopped up in kind of like two parts, like yeah. some of them were. Yeah. So like that also kind of had it going against it, where they weren't racing to have like a halfway point. They do have like a halfway point of where yeah, stuff kinda, happens. Yeah. But like they do kind of like shift. Like, who the main thread is halfway through. And they they flip-flop, like, quite a bit in this, too. Yeah, Like, kinda, between yeah. a few threats. Yeah. That we'll, like, talk about a little bit later. But, yeah. Yeah, like, really, I think... Honestly, I think this whole story could have been told in a nice, tight four to five episodes. Maybe. I, I will say that first four episodes could have been condensed to maybe just one. Mm-hmm. But beyond that... I feel like this is probably up there as maybe my top three Netflix series they've had. Because it is weird. really fucking good. They they do stuff in this where I was really shocked on where they went. Yeah. And it is good, but it's like, how do I rank it in all of these other ones? Because it's not, at parts, not as fun as like a Daredevil season. Yeah, but I think... In terms of, like, a Daredevil, where, like, Daredevil will take its time to, like, go out and, like, do, like, these, like, flashy fight scenes. And they do have fight scenes in this. And some of them are not bad. Like, they, I think the action's been ramped up a lot more in this. And it has been in future in past, up, like, seasons of stuff. But I think that, that this one takes more time to actually get to know characters. Which yeah. I fucking love. They even, like, they give, like, story arcs to, like, Mariah's henchmen. Yeah. Where you're like, where the fuck's this coming from? <laughs> yeah. And like now now I'm like interested in like her bodyguards. Sure. <laughs> They're like that like are almost like these faceless like drones in like past seasons and now they're like having them come up to the forefront and you can actually kind of recognize who the person is when they actually show up. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose you're right. But like if it was a nice you, I, you'd only get that because they had so much time to play with. 13 hours of stuff. Yeah. But I, I think this utilizes it a lot better than most seasons have in the past. It does feel balanced. Yeah. Like, everything f- does flow. It's just that there's points where, like, it feels like they're really just treading water. I, see, I don't know. Because I think... There's been a lot of seasons in the past that have treaded water. I thought the Punisher treaded water a lot more than Luke Cage did. Mm. Because in this, I feel like they're finally getting that idea where it's like, if we're going to legit stick to this 13-episode arc, we need to do what 
TV shows are best at, and that's fleshing out people and seeing their motivations to when they actually do something. You're like, holy shit, I didn't see that coming, but I should have. Right. But, I mean, I think there's, like, a point in every episode where I felt like a lot of this could be chopped and made a little tighter. And, like, there were every... Almost every single episode, I just found myself kind of on my phone during some parts where I'm like, oh, I know if they're going to be talking, like, I can probably just surf Twitter. Yeah, but I I think that's mainly because you probably binged a lot of them. I watched it. I tried to, like, like space out enough where I watched, like, maybe, like, a full episode a day. Okay. And, like, just doing that, like, I was... I think I was more invested in it. I did watch this, like, um, over, like, a course of, like, four days yeah so i watched like three or four episodes a day see yeah i think that's too much because i i like at the most i'd watch like an episode and a half in a day okay and doing that i was i think i was able i had enough patience with it where i was able to catch on to things and be like oh shit that's why they're showing me this yeah and like actually like get invested in people and like actually like i this is one of the first series that marvel put out where i actually kind of like know all the names which is mm. weird because I never do, <laughs> but they they do enough with it where like they do like repeat their names over and over again mm-hmm. to like kind of get familiar with them, and they actually give these people that are borderline nameless in past seasons like shit to do. Yeah, like I didn't know I could give a fuck less about Comanche. Yeah, but then as he goes on and you see like his relationship with Shades, you're like, holy shit, who the fuck are you? All right, where did you come from? Right. <laughs> yeah, I could see your point there. Um, backtracking on the action a little bit, there were, um, when Bushmaster was introduced and showed that he was a formidable threat, I was really interested in watching his action scenes. Yeah. Like, cause he, he does, like, a like, Capoeira-type style. Yeah, he does his Capoeira-like dance fighting or whatever, which is yeah. really fun to watch. Yeah. And it's, like, a, a change-up from... Just the brute strength of, like, Jessica Jones or, like, Luke Cage. Yeah. Or just, like, the spinny martial arts shit that, like, Daredevil yeah. and Iron Fist do. Yeah. And, like, his is actually, like, a real fighting style, not just a mesh of a bunch of flippy kicks and shit. Mm-hmm. So, like, I like that. I liked it even more than, like, Luke Cage's stuff. Because there's a few points in this, too, where I thought, like... Like, just having, like, I'm I'm bored watching Luke Cage just, like, stand there, take a bunch of punishment, and just kind of throw people but to I the even, ground. But I even think Luke Cage's action was better in this than it was in the first Luke Cage, and even in the Defenders, because... Oh, I can agree with because, that. Because, like, they actually, like, do fight scenes where he uses his environment around him. Yeah. Like, the thing I hated the most about the Defenders was that the action was so repetitive and stupid, because they would legit just put people in the middle of a room and then just have them do martial arts exhibitions on each other yeah where you're like this is fucking boring you're in a fucking room with a bunch of shit use it yeah but then you like they like just kind of like compartmentalize themselves in the middle of the room so they can just like throw random like stylish kicks at each other yeah like in this like luke cage would actually like take them and fucking throw their head through a fucking table and shit and like but like there's a few points too where like his strength is kind of all over the place where, like, he'll, like, he could lift a guy and throw him with one hand. Or, like, for example, like, he 
there's one um, episode where he throws a guy from one building top to the next building top. Yeah. And then there's another time where he's in a fight and he'll throw somebody and it just looks like if I threw him over my shoulder or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, if somebody needs, to, like, there needs to be like a, a choreograph director or something like that. That, like, when he hits somebody, it should do the same amount of damage, like, throughout the whole series. Yeah. Because, yeah, there's, like, that one scene where he's just, like, pummeling that dude. And, like, you've seen him, like, tap dudes on the head and knock him out. We were like, right. how is that fucking guy not dead? Right. And then there's other times where he'll full out swing at a dude. And, yeah, he'll do, like, a flip in the air. But he the same thing would happen if he just flicked a guy in the face. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, come on. Like, it's fun that to see him so strong, he just flick a guy and he's knocked out unconscious yeah. or whatever. And there was, but there was a few cool things, too, where, like, the one fight scene where they threw a grenade at him and he caught it and it just exploded in his hand. Yeah. I was like, that's cool. He does that a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, otherwise, like, I was, I, personally, I was kind of bored with Luke Cage. And seeing Bushmaster in there was a breath of fresh air. Yeah. Um, so that that's pretty much it. Yeah, and there's yeah, an episode there's not later on, too, where I... I'll talk about more spoilers. Yeah, there's another. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. There's like a fight scene that's pretty neat. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I think everyone in this, like character-wise, I liked a lot more than I've seen in past seasons. Like even um, uh, Misty Knight is really interesting. Oh in yeah, this. I really like, like Misty. Knight. I liked I liked a lot of like her stuff she did in the beginning where she just uh, where she it's like. You're, like, seeing her with, like, uh, the one arm. Like, phantom limb type stuff? Yeah, like, where she's, like, le like it legit feels like you're watching someone trying to get used to using an arm that they're not used to using. Mm -hmm. And I liked all that stuff. Like, I I don't know. I was a little kind of thrown off when she got the ro robotic arm, where I'm like, oh, okay. See, well, I was way into the robot I arm. know you are, because it's from the comics and <laughs> shit, but, like, the minute they introduced... I've been waiting for that robot arm. But since once they introduce it, then it's just kind of like, Ugh. Like, I was kind of liking the shit where, like, she's, like, still getting used to it, but then she got used to it way too fast, and I'm just like, Ugh. all right. It did take, like, an, an episode for her to use it expertly yeah yeah and it's just like for like a, a show that's like so like based in reality like this like robotic arm just always kind of like throws me off where it's like it's she shows up it's not like way out there it yeah. is like a prosthetic limb yeah but it's like it can legit do anything and then she even starts well, using it where like she's fucking like where it's like super strong too we're like okay come on <laughs> but like yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Like, it doesn't really do everything. It's not like Iron Man made it and it can shoot, like, missiles and stuff. It's just, yeah. like, it's most, it's just a prosthetic limb Yeah, that does have sometimes, like, super strength. Like, just at one time yeah. she, like, punches, like, a table or whatever and it crumples. Yeah. But then there's other times, like, if she hit a person with that, it would just break their skull and yeah. it doesn't do that. But I was, like, digging it. Where, like, she's legit trying to, like, find her purpose with just this arm, and then, I don't know, where they're just like, surprise, here's your new arm. Yeah. And it's like, I oh, mean, okay. There was, like, she did do that for, like, a quarter of this, this season. Yeah. Like, I think that's the saving grace out of those first four episodes was just seeing Misty Knight trying to get used to the fact that she's only going to have one arm from now on. Right. And then that fight scene she has where she's, like, legit, like, like she's still kicking everyone's ass, but then, like, there's, like instances where like she is so used to just throwing a punch with her right arm or like she just legit just like fucking 
waddles her limb and it's like oh fuck and then she gets punched <laughs> in the face yeah. like it's stuff like that that i really liked yeah. and it's like it kind of like grounds it where it's like shit she has to like completely com- completely Change relearn yeah, yeah she has yeah. to completely relearn everything she does because she's not the same person she was after she lost that arm yeah. and then it just there's like this cheat code that comes up where it's like here's your new arm and then it's she's just back to it's like she never lost her arm yeah did you like that, like, crayon drawing of an arm that Danny... I know, like, like what the fuck? Like, he, like, mailed her or whatever. It's like, yeah. I had this prototype, and it was, like, drawn in, like, crayon. I know, it's like, yeah, here, my, my cousin, my cousin drew this, in. we're gonna make it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I do agree with you there, that, like, I did like that kind of... Even though that fucking police station seemed like a fucking middle school at one point like, yeah there's some some of those police officers are terrible fucking actors uh yeah we'll talk about that yeah we'll get back <laughs> into that but yeah i um yeah i did like like some of that stuff too but i mean i i don't know if i could have taken a whole season of that either because it's like oh my god get over well, it no, like by the end i can like i can see it where like she gets strong enough where like she is the same force she was before but i like i like seeing her earn it and like that's mm-hmm. what i felt like she was doing in the beginning and then it was out of nowhere it's like well here's a robot arm and then she's just back to being the same old misty knight she was before mm. but with a robot arm but with a robot arm which i love <laughs> i know <laughs> um speaking of new characters introduced in this uh you said there's a uh, a guy named comanche was in this yeah uh a, a bodyguard yep um mariah also well maybe that's the spoilers eh, they kind of i mean mariah her. has an extended family in this yeah that you find out um so that character ends up being a pretty big part in season two yeah um, well, I don't think it's a spoiler. They like introduce her like in the second episode, don't they? Not as her daughter, though. You find that out like maybe halfway through the season, I think. No, because like she shows up and she's like, "Why don't you call me mommy?" I don't remember. It all bleeds together. Well, re- I think anyway, it's, it's pretty well known that Mariah's Mariah, daughter shows up. Yeah. Um, and she also is kind of she goes rogue in this a bit. Has her own plans of what to do. Yeah. Well, they. She's. She's trying to basically stay more on the straight and narrow. She runs like a weird, like herb shop. Yeah, like an apothecary or something like that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And uh, she kind of gets dragged into Mariah's world. I don't even remember really how she does. I think it's just like like some kind of advisor just. Tells her that she would get more sympathy if she included her daughter in more stuff, I think. I think it was, like, uh, through Bushmaster. I think it was just to be happenstance, kind of. Yeah, it was more, yeah, well, all the Bushmaster stuff is happenstance because she runs, like, this herbs shop. Like, Bushmaster comes in contact with her. Uh But I think she mainly comes back into Mariah's life because, like, uh, when she's trying to get this whole like family first thing off the ground, like her advisor oh, says yeah, that right. she would get more public sympathy if she included her daughter and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So then she then she brings her in. Yeah. Um. That you brought up the family first thing that just reminds me of something that happens when that's finally opened. Oh yeah. That this season really leans into that ma. Oh man. Um, I know rating. there was some gruesome ass shit in this yeah 
one in one general. One thing Bushmaster when you when you first get introduced to Bushmaster. Oh my god. I don't remember. Maybe I I need to be reminded of that one because I'm thinking of another one with Mariah and Shades near the end. Oh yeah, at the restaurant. Yes. Yeah. That one. Yeah. Yeah. They because do that some. They do some gruesome. They do some gruesome ass shit throughout, and I I love it because it's like, like they don't, like I think feel like in Punisher, like it was pretty much that violent throughout but in this mm -hmm. they threw it enough where like when it happened it it was a big deal yeah it yeah. hit you way hard where you're like <laughs> yeah. holy shit <laughs> yeah uh so needless to say like if yeah. i would say like kids can watch some of the netflix stuff like i watched like robocop and terminator and shit when i was a kid and it never like stunted me yeah so, like, I think a lot of it would be fine, but, like, some of it in this is kind of disturbing. Oh, yeah. And so I maybe would I, maybe not. I love their use of violence in this, because yeah. they actually, because they take their time to really flesh out all the characters, when something violent happens to any of them, like, it plays out where, like, the violence sticks with you. Mm -hmm. like, in the pun like, in The Punisher, like, it was violence for the sake of violence, but in this, it's violence for the sake of you know who this person is. Yeah. Like, you're watching this person that you've come to kind of get to know mm -hmm. get like tortured and killed and you're like <laughs> fuck jesus christ <laughs> um but i think if if netflix is going to go ahead with these 13 episode long seasons of this shit like they need to do stuff like this like they need to take time to flesh out these characters and get to know them so that when stuff happens to them like you actually feel something yeah and not try and like break it up into well we want a bunch of cool action, so we'll break it into two different parts, and then we'll just waste a bunch of time until action happens. Yeah. I I don't know. I still feel like the 13 episodes is too much. I, oh, it is. I'll, Believe me, it is. Because, I, I, like, like I said, like that first four episodes, it felt like a waste of time. But then once they got their groove, they fucking got their groove, and it really worked. Mm. I Okay, yeah. I would say, like, a good, tight eight episode yeah worked i know exactly so anyway um a good eight not a defender's eight right <laughs> right so would you recommend somebody that has netflix to check this out i mean if you're really into the netflix series i would say definitely go for it like it's gonna it's gonna be a little bit of work to get into it but once you get into it it's gonna be non-stop yeah. and it's gonna be I, th I feel like this is one of their stronger seasons okay. of, of things because they really do go out of their way to really let you get to know like the main players in this game. Mm -hmm. And then when it all plays out, like, like I feel like this is one of their best endings too. Like it okay, ends in, yeah, a, it ends in a way where like you, I didn't even see it coming. Mm -hmm. Ra yeah. It wasn't necessarily like a cliffhanger so much yeah. as like, Oh, like that's a big like status quo yeah. type of thing. It wasn't yeah, it wasn't a cliffhanger, but it was more along the lines of like I want to see what happens next. Yeah, right on. Um so I would suggest if if people have been into the Netflix stuff so far do it like an episode a day. Yeah, definitely. Just take it as like it's like coming out on TV or mm -hmm. something like that cuz like yeah. slowly 
digest. Because if you shotgun these, it's just like there will be lulls in it that I think you'll be like, this kind of sucks. Yeah. Like, I think, it would, yeah, if you try and watch a whole lot of it back to back, it's going to test your patience. Yeah. But if you space it out, you're going to be, for those uh, those times that you know are going to be slower, you're going to have enough time to be like, okay, I know something's going to happen, so I'm just going to let this ride out. Mm-hmm. Exactly. All right, so <laughs> let's get into some spoilers, if let's we will. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, so, Bushmaster does have powers similar to Luke Cage. Yeah. But only through the inhalation of Nightshade. Yeah. Some herbal plant that only can grow in Jamaica and is super sensitive to whatever. And so um, there's that added to the point where... Maybe some inoculation that he got when he was a kid also added to it. But no, like, I like how they present Nightshade in this because they even say that Nightshade doesn't give him power, it just reveals his true self. Right. So, essentially, like, he has this power, he just doesn't have a way to harness it outside of using Nightshade. Sure. I wasn't quite sure how all that worked. Like, I could see, like, somebody just saying that to say it, like... Oh no, that's how he really is. He's invincible. But like not I mean not everybody has the same effects when they put the night like inhale the nightshade obviously cuz Yeah. I mean not a lot not anybody else does it I don't think in the show, but I would think they would have See like it struck me as like cuz <clears throat> then they brought up in the first season of Luke Cage that there was a bunch of people that died before they actually use Luke Cage for that experiment and he survived, right? Right, yeah. So I feel like Bushmaster is pretty much like the Jamaican Luke Cage. Sure. Where, like, he didn't get the experiment done on him, but through, like, these weird herbal things, like, it kind of, like, brings out that side of him where he could be Luke Cage. Could be. Um, I did like Bushmaster quite a bit in this. Like, yeah, I liked him... Probably about as much as Cottonmouth. Yeah. If I could be honest. No, yeah. No, I I agree wholeheartedly. I thought he was amazing in this. Like mm-hmm. he had like this. He even he had like this like unique look about him too. Where mm-hmm. like he looks like he would like stick out in a room where it's like, oh man, that guy's really interesting. Yeah. And I liked his story overall. Like he wants to like take over Harlem because his family, along with Mariah's family, like built that. I had, like, a stake in Harlem or whatever, and then, like, his Bushmaster's family was pushed out to Jamaica, where they made, like, the Bushmaster rum. Yeah. Which is... I don't know if that's real or not. Bushmaster rum? I don't think it's real. Hmm. It's probably gonna be real in, like, a couple months. Someone's (laughs) gonna fucking make... You know someone's gonna make that shit. They should hop on that right now. Um, But then he makes his fortune down there, and, like... He wants to come up to reclaim Harlem because he feels like it's it's his birthright. It's me birthright. <laughs> and it, I mean, it's it, me birthright to me dads. It's it's an interesting story. Like it it, um, it's something that I wanted to see follow through. Yeah. And then Mariah in this like goes off like the deep end. Like she gets pretty evil by the first season. See, I, I think. Because, like, you say that uh, Bushmaster is probably your favorite villain in this season. I think Mariah is my favorite. 
Because it, it starts out where like it starts out where she's kind of cartoonish, mm-hmm. but then like uh, when uh, when she loses everything, like it's like she like her she's like been a facade since season one, and then once she's like stripped down to her bare essentials, you kind of see the true self of her, mm-hmm. and then you really see like why she is what she is. Yeah, and then you almost kind like. Like the whole Stokes family is fucked up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I, but I love it because they almost kind of like play it up. Like this is like some like weird like black neighborhood Game of Thrones type shit mm-hmm. where it's like this family is like in engulfed in Harlem and they feel like they need to rule it for themselves, but yet they just have like these. It's almost like these like hereditary like traits about them that just cause them to do the wrong thing every time Mm -hmm. and i love like that storyline of it like even when they have the best intentions they always end up being pushed in like these terrible situations where they end up doing the wrong thing Hmm. and you're almost kind of led to believe like like is this happening because of what past ancestors have done or is this happening because it's just with your stokes you're gonna be an asshole hmm and I loved all that. Like even in like at the end with uh with a uh, Tilda where it's like she's legit turning she's legit turning into her mom. Yeah. Even though throughout the whole season like she's has like the best intentions, she's not going to go down that path. She still ends up becoming a Stokes at the end. Yeah. No, she becomes a a Johnson at oh, the no, end. Oh no, she's a fucking st- like <laughs> she does the same shit her mom did cuz her mom right. tried to adopt another last name. To even avoid the fact that she's a Stokes. Yeah. And it's the exact same thing that her daughter does. So it's going to be a matter of time before she just embraces who she is and just becomes a full-out Stokes. Fun fact, Tilda Johnson in the comic books, her supervillain name is Nightshade. Ooh. Well, there you have it. There little, you little go. Little fun fact for you there. There you fun go. Fun factoid. Um, I... I, I did think that Mariah was a bit cartoonish in this. Yeah. Um, and it was sometimes hard to, like, get over uh, the sometimes way over-the-top nature where I feel like they never got to that point in season one. I know you got to up the ante and, like, her story's got to progress. Yeah. But I'm like, man, like, I know she did stuff out of anger in the first season. Yeah. But in this, she really is spiteful and vengeful and, like, way over the top. Like, to the 10th degree, I think. Yeah. But I, I think that's just... That's her desperation kind of leaking out. Like, I feel like because she... I think she feels more alone in this than she did in the first season. Because she's, like, Cottonmouth's gone. Mm-hmm. All, of her, all the rest of her family is gone. And then when she even brings her daughter back in, then she even kind of pushes her away. Yeah. Like, she feels like i think she feels cornered through most of it and yeah i just like that 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 version of her where like in the beginning she seemed almost kind of drunk like she just kind of like she was just kind of like lackadaisically going through life like not really caring about a lot of stuff and like that threw me off because i'm just like ah shit she just kind of like it doesn't like it like kind of struck me she was being like like almost like acting terribly Mm -hmm. (laughs) like she's like (laughs) I'm going to do this shit. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? Why are you going to stop me? Mm-hmm. And all this stuff. But, like, as it went on, and then when you see when, like, a Bushmaster, like, 
kind of like takes all of her shit and then she he ends up like owning like Harlem's Paradise and all this stuff and she's left like nothing then like you can almost kind of see that like all of that like machismo that she was kind of putting out there was a facade and you can see like how fucked up her life is and why she feels like she has to put that facade on all the time mm-hmm. like when uh, when Cottonmouth is alive she felt like she could probably kind of put that facade off on him and they could kind of share it, but now that he's gone, like she feels like she has to like shoulder like this, this big, like how like you're supposed to portray yourself, mm-hmm. and like it's almost kind of weighing on her. Yeah, I can see that. Um, another aspect that I found weird, but I kind of fell into, was her relationship with Shades. Yeah. Like I found, I actually liked Shades in this a lot. I know you loved Shades in the first season. Yeah. I, I loved Shades in this season. Yeah, like he, there's a, like a lot of aspects of his character that came out through the episodes yeah. of this that you don't see in season one. Even though I really liked him in season one, but he kind of yeah. played one note in mm-hmm. season one. I like yeah. that note. Yeah. Um, but in this, you saw a lot of aspects of his character, mm-hmm. especially like near the end of the season, yeah. um, where. Like, he's in this relationship with Mariah. It seems like he genuinely cares about her. Yeah. Which is something that I would never have thought would ever happen. But I'm like, I'll see where this goes. And then I fell into it. I'm like, I kind of like this. Yeah. And then she turns out to be a real shithead. Yeah. Like, even more than him. Yeah. Even though they both do terrible shit. And so, like, they end up splitting up. And then he is vengeful towards her. And then, at the end, like, when he's in that, like, uh debriefing room or testimony room or whatever. Yeah. He's like ratting her out and he's just like being the biggest piece of shit ever where like people have to leave the room because he's so awful. Yeah. Like I was like that. I really like that scene actually. (laughs) Yeah. Like Misty Knight when he asked her for water and she like leaves the room and like goes through like 10 emotions as she goes and gets the water and then comes back. That was really good. Yeah. And then he comes back and he's just a fucking rat asshole. Yeah. It's it's real good. But then in the same sense, like, you're almost kind of left to believe that, like, Shade's just kind of another, as another version of Mariah, where, like, he's putting on a facade. Where, like, there's definitely some deep down emotions in there that he is trying to bury so hard. Like, even, like, his relationship with Comanche. Mm-hmm. Like, you can tell that there's something going on there. Yeah. But yet, he just won't let himself admit to himself that it's more than what it is. And then when he ends up, like, killing him, like, he almost has to kind of, like, like, uh, come and, like, <laughs> fuck what I'm trying to say. <laughs> like, he's tr- he has to, like, confront that. He has to confront yeah. that, yeah. that, uh, that, uh, that part of himself. Right. And I love that. Like, it almost kind of breaks him in a way. Yeah. But, like... Shades is a person that doesn't let a lot of people in. Like, he mm-hmm. is has a cold facade for a reason. But Comanche was a person that has known Shades for a long, long time. As yeah. Since kids or whatever. And has known him in probably more ways than one. Yeah. <laughs> which is... I didn't really get that until the very end. I didn't either. I, I listened to a review where someone caught on to it right when they... Uh, when they're in uh, Pop's Barbershop waiting for Luke Cage. Okay. And uh, I guess they have a discussion in there where uh, 
Because I remember, I remember when I saw it, and I just thought that meant that they like killed people in there. Uh-huh. But then uh, there was a line after, like they, the line is like, uh, Shade says, "We had to do a lot of stuff in there to get by, huh?" And then uh, Link Comanche says, "Yeah, but some of that stuff really meant something." Mm. Where it's like that meant that they were like lovers in prison, right? And so like that scene is like pretty. Like, it's pretty intense. Like, they're... Mm -hmm. And then to know that it ends up where Shades has to kill Comanche. Mm -hmm. And then, uh... Yeah, and then after that, like, he just doesn't seem like the same person. But I love that because that Mm -hmm. means he... He, like, killed him convinced convinced that he doesn't have those same feelings for Comanche. Mm -hmm. But then when he killed him, it's like he realized right away that he did all along. Yeah. And now he's, like, doesn't even know who he is anymore. And I, I fucking love that shit. Yeah. But like though, like Mariah and Comanche would have been the only two people that he would even, I, to me, that he would even have like let into his life. Yeah. Like otherwise, everybody else is kind of just expendable. Like yeah, they're on the payroll. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I think that's why I didn't like like uh, Shade so much in the first season because I was only seeing what he wanted me to see. Mm-hmm. And then this season, like you see who Shades is because like. He is to that point with Mariah where he's letting himself be himself. And he they're showing more scenes with him and Comanche where he's being himself like he always is. Yeah. So you do see those uh, those different sides of him where you see the public persona and the personal persona. And you can see how they kind of clash with each other. Yeah. I really thought in this season Shade was going to bite it. I thought he was too. And they kind of teased it like a few times near the end. And it never happened. And I'm like... It would be, a, like, a big move to do it near the end, but I'm glad they I'd like to see more of him. Yeah. I, I just see where he goes from here, because it's like, he has, like, no one else to turn to. Right. So, yeah, we'll see. Um, uh, so, Iron Fist shows up. Yeah. In only episode 10 of this. Yeah. So, what do you think of Iron Fist in this? It's the best he's ever been. I fucking really liked Iron Fist in this. <laughs> Like, he still wasn't super great, but it's the best he's been portrayed so far. I think he is what he should have been all along. Like, Oh, yeah, I agree with that. Like, he's never, like, I feel like in his, in his show, he was bitching most of the time. His show was ass. His show was dog shit. (laughs) But in this, like, he felt more enlightened. And, like, he actually, there was actually, like, a really cool scene where him and Luke are just kind of, like, walking, and he's like, try and hit me. And then, like, Luke Cage is like, he's this big, powerful force. No one can stop him. But, like, Luke Cage, er, but, like, Iron Fist, just by avoiding all of his blocks, like, you're convinced that Iron Fist could possibly beat him in a fight. Uh Uh-huh. Just by, like, having Luke Cage use use his own momentum to kick his own ass. (laughs) And it was such a cool scene, because it's like, you... Like, this seem he seems like a legitimate Iron Fist now. Yeah. I liked in this that he doesn't take him... It's not a struggle to use his powers. Like, he just yeah. can turn it on and off. I'm like, thank God! Like, that whole thing is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. And then, um, he's way more easygoing. Like, granted, he was only in, like, one or two fight scenes in episode 10 that one in that warehouse was really cool though. yeah it was really good where they do the patty cake yes <laughs> <laughs> he punches luke cage's fist like 
hand and then they just like huge out everybody oh my god that was amazing yeah it was really good like yeah. i it made me want to see a season of just like them two yeah like have like a team up season yeah it would be actually really great because there wasn't the only other team up because colleen wing is in like episode four i think yeah where they have that bar fight with um misty knight when she only has the one arm still. yeah i really liked her in that too yeah so if they had like they're in the comics are the daughters of the dragon yeah but if they just had a show called heroes for or like a Netflix movie yeah. that was like Heroes for Hire or like a five episode little stint yeah. where it was those four. Mm-hmm. I would really enjoy that, I think. No, yeah, that'd be good. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like they, they those two ends kind of combine each other really well where you have like the the zen peaceful side of Iron Fist and Colleen Wing and like the hard street side of Misty Knight and Luke Cage yeah. coming together. Like, it's, it's, it's really cool. Yeah, I really liked it. I am looking... I am more interested what they're doing with Iron Fist 2. Because they, yeah. they are doing it. Yeah, they are. <laughs> they're doing it. But So let's see where it goes. Okay. I have reservations. <laughs> <laughs> but I am more looking forward to it than not now. Yeah. But if they, if they tackle it the same way that it's been tackled for Luke Cage, I would be more into it. Because... Like I said, like they just need to if you're going to put out this many episodes, let like let me be interested in people. Yeah. Like it involves some kind of history or some kind of backstory or some kind of like like character tick that I can latch on to where I'm like, "Oh shit. I want to see where this goes." Mm-hmm. Um yes. <laughs> <laughs> um I'm trying to go through my notes here. Oh, the other... So that was episode 10 with Iron Fist. The other fight that I really enjoyed in this was um, the Bushmaster-Luke Cage like team-up fight in like episode 12. Okay. Where they're kind of tearing through that drug warehouse oh, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That was really good. I think yep. that was one of the better fights Luke Cage had throughout the whole series yeah. was that one. Yeah. Um, that one is really enjoyable. Except that, like, by episode 12, I'm like, they're still going with this? Because this, <laughs> I thought this season really could end at, like, episode Oh, God, 10. there's so many times. Like, there, there felt like there was so many epi- like, episode endings where it's like, oh, so they're getting close to ending it. And then I look at the number and I'm like, six? <laughs> yeah. Really? Like, yeah. What the fuck? Like, like it seems like oh, there's like there's at least like three or four episodes where it's like oh, this is the end of the season. What more? Right, like around like episode ten or maybe eleven, they have like a pretty good. They could end it there. Yeah, because like Bushmaster's kind of taken care of. Not everything is all really wrapped up. Yeah, but it could lead into like a a third season. Mm -hmm. But. And then they start doing, like, a drug angle for, like, two episodes or whatever it is. Yeah, where they... And I'm like, this isn't really necessary. Yeah, they try to do that some shit where they try and, like, call back to the first episode where it's like, oh, now there's Bushmaster heroin on the streets. By that now, time, I've already forgotten. Yeah, and I was like, no, now, now, now Bushmaster knows what it's like to be Luke Cage because there's a Luke Cage heroin in the beginning. We're like, who... That is some dumb shit. Just shut up. Yeah. Just, like, tighten I- it. 
I, I already forgot about that whole plot point by the time I got to yeah, that episode. Because it was such a non thing. And then when but it then first it's happens. yeah, it's never brought up again. Like that, after whole, that first episode is dog shit. Like nothing happens in that first episode. No. Like the first two episodes I remember I watched and I think by that time you were like on episode seven or something like that. Yeah. And I was like so far, like, I am not into this. <laughs> Nothing is happening. And you're like, yeah, yeah I, I know. Like, do you even see Bushmaster in that first episode? Uh, no, I don't think so. Yeah, because it's like, I think, like, I would have, like, they should have introduced Bushmaster the way they introduced him in that trailer. Where, like, he comes out of nowhere and beats the fuck out of Luke Cage. Where you're like, uh-huh. who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. And then they, like, show you in bits and pieces and then that can be the interest, but then the way they introduce him in this, like, it's not, like, he's just kind of, like, a guy that's, like, sitting at, like, this restaurant being, like, who does Luke Cage, man? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, oh, he'd a Harlem. Yeah. There's there's small June bug in here, so ah, watch yourself. Him. But <laughs> that initial scene where they introduce Bushmaster is hella fucked. Yeah. My God. We're, uh... So you don't remember how he gets introduced? I don't remember off he the top of He fucking holds head. that dude down and, like, fucking cuts him across the eyes with a oh, dagger. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I remember that. That is some fuck shit. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I remember that. And it's so out of nowhere, too. Because yeah, mm-hmm. it's like that, that uh, Jamaican guy that has money invested with Mariah, I think. Uh, yeah, I don't... Because it yeah. starts out where it's like, it's such a fucking convoluted thing, but it was like, <laughs> Mariah wants to raise enough money to start her family first initiative, and in order to do so, she needs to get money from three different gangs in yeah. Harlem. Yeah. Like, the Jamaican one, the... There's like a... There's two other ones, I don't know. But those two... Like, they spend the next four episodes systematically killing off the heads of these gangs mm. in the most just mundane ways. We were mm. just like, fucking end this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I've, like, forgotten about all that stuff. Yeah, because it's, no, it's a nothing thing. Yeah. Like, the minute they finally end all that shit and they introduce Bushmaster, the Bushmaster stuff is so much better that you completely forget what happened. Right. So those first four episodes are almost moot. Yeah, yeah, like they are. they're just kind of bullshit. Uh huh. So like, so yeah, so like that's all the thi- that's all that shit. But it, it's nothing. It is nothing. But uh, I don't have much of. Oh, the other the other thing that I was thinking of that really stuck with me is that like the the restaurant like shootout. Oh my god, it's so good. Where it was super brutal. It's like a Red Wedding type shit. Oh, I know. And, like, even though I don't watch Game of Thrones, I'm aware of what the Red Wedding yeah. is. Where, like, all of Bushmaster's family is pretty much in this, owns this restaurant. Yeah. And Mariah and Shades just go in there and just, like, execute everyone. Yeah, but it's done in such an awesome way where, like, you can see that, like, Shades is doing all this involuntarily. Yeah, he is like, not he, wanting Like, he goes this. in there, like... But I love it because, like, Mariah, like, they even have, like, this scene where, like, Shades is like, what the fuck was that? Like, why'd you do that? And it's like, you expect, like, you presented this to me. You didn't expect this to happen. And you're almost kind of like, yeah, like, that's some shit. (laughs) (laughs) Like, (laughs) And then they, like, burn that guy alive. 
Yeah. That was fucked up. Because oh, that I know. stuck with me. Like, yeah. they fucking pour that Bushmaster rum on him and then light him on fire. And he's screaming He's screaming for, for, his for life. a long time, too. And then she's like, shut the fuck up or whatever. And yeah. just shoots Die him. Die already. Head. And I'm like, holy shit. Even Shade is like, holy mm-hmm. shit. <laughs> like, that is fucked up. But yeah, but I love that, though, because it's like Shade spends this whole season. Trying to get Mariah to realize who she really is, because she's still trying to trying to like lean on that whole like uh, committee member, like be for the people type shit, like starting that family first thing, because she mm-hmm. wants to get herself away from the Stokes name. Right. And then when he finally gets her to real to, to like embrace the Stokes name, then she becomes a fucking Stokes. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, "Oh fuck, not that." kind of stokes i wanted you to be like i wanted you to be like the fucking like actual but i love that shit too because like because that shit happens like you almost kind of see like he probably could have sided more with cottonmouth than he would have mariah Mm. yeah because cottonmouth was all about like following the code in the Mm -hmm. first season Mm -hmm. but yet he's the one that kind of leads to cottonmouth's demise to let mariah take over Mm -hmm. and now mariah is even a bigger handful than cottonmouth was (laughs) so then it's like shit i i should just killed mariah and had cotton like follow cottonmouth (laughs) but i love that because it's it's just like he's like he's like second guessing himself even like Mm -hmm. you can kind of see how it all plays out Mm -hmm. um what else anything else um Hmm. Well, we didn't talk too much about Tilda. Okay. Like, I... First of all, she's fucking hot. <laughs> yeah. Good lord. She's she's a babe. Oof. Uh, yeah. Lord mercy. I didn't know... <laughs> at first, I must have missed that the same person who owned the herb shop was... Um, the daughter of Mariah. I, like, missed out. I, like, didn't put that two together for a second. Well, I think the first time Mariah talks to her, it's at that shop. See, I don't, I don't remember. I can't remember now, because it must have been a time where I must have been on my phone or something. Yeah. No, I, I knew that because, yeah, because they show Mariah. Because I thought the first time you see her is, like, when Bushmaster comes in looking for... Um, certain herbs. I think like, that's after, but maybe not. Anyway, I, I I don't remember what the order was, but regardless, like, I thought she was kind of going to be like a kind of insequential like part of the story. Yeah, and she would have been in like a few episodes trying to track down Bushmaster, and then yeah. she would have kind of like fallen to the wayside. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really put any stock of paying attention to who that character was. Yeah, and then she kept reoccurring, and I'm like, wait a minute, was that the same person from? That apothecary shop? Yeah. And then it was. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, I guess you'd probably pay more attention. And then yeah. as it went on, there you have it. Yeah. But, yeah, she, she like, plays a lot of different games in this. She's, like, mostly out for herself. Yeah, I think. But I love it because she's pretty much the, she's pretty much what Mariah was in the first season. Mm. Like, it even kind of ends in the same way Mariah ends in the first season. Mm. Like, she even... Even down to her killing Mariah at the end, like the same way Mariah kills Cottonmouth, uh-huh. where like I feel like it's almost you're kind of like doomed as a Stokes, where it's like, like the even though how however hard you try to 
journey out of like this life of crime, like something pulls you into it or like anything that kind of like makes you like wakens these feelings of wanting to be into a life of crime. Like you try and like get rid of, Mm -hmm. but then getting rid of that almost kind of takes away that like safeguard where like, I don't want to be like that. But then it reminds you of that. So then you kill it, but then it's not there to remind you to stay, to stay humble and stay like try and stay on the right path. Mm-hmm. Like I think that's kind of like what Mariah was in the first season. Yeah, where like she tried her hardest to like do what was best for Harlem, but yet she had Cottonmouth on the outskirts, like doing all this crime shit. She yeah, she kind of wanted to do it clean. Yeah, ish. Yeah, <laughs> to the point where like when it got be too much, she killed Cottonmouth. But then without Cottonmouth there to kind of like remind her what she could be, she ends up becoming Cottonmouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's the same thing with Tilda now. Where like now that Mariah's gone because she's Mariah's not there anymore to show her like the worst version of her that she could be. She's gonna turn into Mariah. Mm. Okay. And she kind of did. <laughs> yeah, definitely at the end there. <laughs> definitely at the end there. I I mean, I don't want to like ask too many questions about like how it was possible for her to do that because then it would just open up like a can of worms. Yeah, but I mean, it's just you just you have to just accept the fact that oh, herbal shit, she's dead. Yeah, that's what I I'm like, yeah, she knows herbs. Yeah. Like <laughs> Pretty much. So she like pretty much made like a lipstick of poison and like kissed like poison ivy style kissed her yep. mom. Yeah. And then her mom got like barfing blood sick. Yeah. And then died. Yeah. Um. And then she just wipes off the lipstick. I'm like, ah, oh, shouldn't that have, like hurt you or something? <laughs> well, maybe herbs. I don't. <laughs> Whatever. know. Whatever. <laughs> Counter uh, herbs. I would say probably my favorite relationship out of this whole season though is uh, Mariah and Luke Cage. Because I feel like there's, like, a definite, like, Batman-Joker type relationship going on here. Yeah. Where, like, by the end, like, it felt like Mariah's big goal is to, like, make Luke Cage a version of her so that she doesn't feel like she did anything wrong. Mm. Like, even at the end there, while she's dying, she says, like, we're not through yet. And then that's when she gives him the club, where it's, like, she's kind of feeling like if she gives Luke Cage the club, she's go- he's going to turn into what she was, and then everything she did is justified because Luke Cage is a good man. Yeah. Um, I do agree it's like a weird, like, Batman-Joker kind of relationship. Not in the, It's not exactly the same, because I think Luke Cage... I mean, Batman doesn't like the Joker, but, like, Luke yeah. Cage really doesn't want anything to do with Mariah if he could. Um, but, like, at the same time, still saves her at weird points because, like, at some points, she's the lesser of a few evils that are out and about yeah. that he's dealing with. But, no, I think I think it's kind of like a Batman-type thing where it's like, if I let her die, then what, then what good of a hero am I? Yeah, I like, mean... If I'm not saving everybody, then that doesn't make me a hero. I feel like, though, like, Luke Cage isn't the same, like, thing as a Batman, where if he ends up killing somebody, like, it wouldn't totally corrupt his character. It would weigh on him, but it wouldn't necessarily... Has Luke Cage killed anybody yet? 
I, I don't know. I can't remember if he has or not. I probably not. I feel like because like he definitely rides that line in this in this season. Yeah. But no, I think he is kind of like a Batman role in this, where I I think it would kind of like make him question um, what a kind of a hero he is if he did end up killing somebody. Yeah, I I have no doubt that it would, but there's no, like, black and white that Luke Cage says, like, I would never kill somebody or whatever. See, I don't know, because I think that's what... He kind of uses that as, like, this is what makes me better than you. Like, I think that's what makes him justify him taking the club at the end. It's like, I'm not these people. Right. Like, if he would have killed somebody, I think he would have questioned it more and not have taken the club. But because he f- sees himself as this, like, holier-than-thou character, like, he thinks, like, okay, if I take the club and I control the crime in Harlem, then Harlem will be in a better place because I'm not corruptible. Mm-hmm. But I think that's his first mistake, is that he could be corruptible. And I think that's what Mariah sees, and that's why she gives the club to Luke, so that when he does officially become bad, then it justifies everything she's done because no one's good. Right. And that was the cool, like... Uh, status quo change at the end of this. Yeah. Where, yeah, he does get in Mariah's will the club in which he can kind of control, like, the underworld of Harlem. Yeah. And he almost starts doing that before even Mariah dies. Like, I love that last episode because he almost becomes more cruel in and of himself. Yeah. Like, instead of just knocking people out he's like breaking people's limbs mm-hmm. and like that one russian dude like he like or that italian dude like he grabs his hand and breaks every single finger in front of his boss <laughs> yeah, yeah. we're like holy fuck like <laughs> like you're not killing anyone yet but you are definitely becoming way more brutal than you were before and i love that like he's t- making that shift like he doesn't see that as 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 bad because he hasn't killed him but it's still really fucking bad but on the same accord, um, like things are really dire in Harlem. Yeah. And so, like, if he has to go out and he's not killing anybody, but if he's saying, like, I am not scared to break a limb or two here. Yeah. Stop what you're doing. Like, I will fuck you up. Yeah. But like, in the end, he still gives in to what they want. Not really. Like,. They're still doing crime. There's, like, yes, that's that's they the big still thing are. at the end. It's like, like when he has the club, yes, they still are, and he's kind of playing into it. But like before that, like when he's on the streets and he is just kind of like breaking limbs, he's out to be like, listen, I'm not playing around anymore. Cut it out. Yeah, but I think Luke Cage kind of plays up like, like if you look at Luke Cage like a politician, like mm-hmm. a politician going to government and be like, I want to go in and I want to save the country and I want to be the best person I can be. But then you have a little thing here, you have a little thing here, you have somebody throwing you some money this way to do this. Like, where do you where do you draw the line? If mm-hmm. you've already entered that world, where do you say, okay, this is too much crime, Let, let's end it here. And I think that's what the end of the season is saying, that yeah. Luke Cage has already opened the door for himself to give in to some kind of corruption. Yeah, and that's what I'm looking forward to yeah. in, like, a next season or yeah. wherever they, they decide to show it up. I know, yeah. and that, that's why I love it, where, like, Luke Cage is so naive entering this, where it's like, I'm a good guy, I know when to say no, and but then it's like, do you, though? Like, because it's not going to be, it's not going to be, like, a big, it's not going to, like, enter it right away where it's like, Lots of crime. Mm-hmm. Like, it's going to be 
okay, well, a small thing here and a small thing here, mm-hmm. to the point where it's even worse than when Mariah had it, mm-hmm. but you won't see it because you, it came so, so, like, slowly, yeah, yeah. and you're profiting off of all of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I, I, that's an interesting story that they're bringing up, so I, I do want to see where that goes. We'll yeah. see. We'll see, won't we? And yeah, and that's why I, that's like I think that's why I think this season ends the best out of like any of them so far. Yeah, yeah, because it's yeah, it's not necessarily a cliffhanger. It's like a whole status quo change for yeah. the hero. You're like, oh, that is very interesting. Yeah. They even completely rip off the last scene of uh, Godfather when <laughs> yeah. Misty Knight is yeah. like standing outside of the office and they close the door on her while Luke Cage is talking to his henchmen uh-huh. where it's and it's pretty much is the godfather like if Misty Knight is like this kind of like uh this like pillar in his life that kind of keeps him keeps him solid and keeps him on the straight and narrow mm-hmm. and he's pushing her out of the room so he can talk to someone else mm-hmm. then what does that say about Luke Cage yeah we'll see won't we yeah, it's we, really, really good. We'll see. Well, I got nothing really else to say about Luke Cage, so what would... Oh, besides that this was Reginald E. Uh, yeah, uh, Reggie Cathy's. Cathy's, one of his last performances. I thought he was really good in this, too. Yeah, he was really good. Because he was kind of a... He started out as a bit of a dickhead. Yeah. And then you grew to like him in this. Because yeah. he was kind of... He was unlikable in the first season. He's yeah. a bit of a dick. Yeah. Um... But yeah, you got to like him in this, and then um, he ends up kind of just—he doesn't die in this. He just ends up kind of leaving. Yeah, but you can almost kind of see like they even—they even make him more sympathetic too, in the sense where it's like he pushed him away because he thought that Luke going to prison killed his wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Those are a few really good parts in this. Yeah, I really liked. And then um, he has a whole like reconnection with Luke at uh in a few episodes and then he's like kind of tagging along with them all the way up through like episode 10 yeah where after that whole thing went down he kind of like goes and like just kind of leaves but then he doesn't come back i mean he died in real life yeah and the whole series is this um season is dedicated to him as well as he has like the last voiceover in the show i know i i I don't know if they would have done that if he would have died yeah but But it it was a really cool way to end it too because they even kind of like bookend it where it's like you have all the potential in the world, so whatever you decide to do, that's where the wave of change is going to go. Right. And yet he's sitting at the desk of a crime boss. Right. So it's like, so where is this world going to go now that Luke Cage is like the head of crime? Right. It was a great juxtaposition. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. It was good. Uh, so what would you grade this, JT? Uh, like I said, that those first four episodes are borderline useless. <laughs> like uh, it was such a slog to get through those first four. But then the minute Bushmaster has his like first fight with Luke Cage onward, like everyone just kind of like livens up, and they become so interesting. Where I was, like you said that you were on your phone for a lot of it. Like I found it hard to be on my phone because so many things would pop up where I'm like, oh my god, this is really fucking interesting, mm-hmm. and it just kept bringing me more and more into it just through the interactions between different characters and even fucking henchmen that I shouldn't care about. Mm -hmm. They throw them in and in a way where now, now I'm interested how they, how their story ends up. So it's like, I feel like this should be like the blueprint for how these shows go from now on, where if you want me, 
you want me to stick around for 12 fucking episodes, make me want to like, or at least be interested in everybody that you're introducing. Mm. Not just random action scenes and then just have random dialogue and t- waiting for the next action scene. Mm-hmm. Actually make me want to fucking know what happens to these people. Mm-hmm. And I think Luke Cage did a, an amazing job doing that. But despite the fact that those <laughs> first four episodes are dog shit, I'm going to give it a decent B+. Okay. Um, I wasn't as into it as the first season as a whole. Even though the second half of the first season is kind of crap. That f- second half of the first season is fucking awful. Uh, but I do feel like the strength of the first season, I think, overshadows some of this. I did like Bushmaster. I did like Iron Fist in this. <laughs> um, I did feel like a lot of it, though, because it did tell one continuous story, was like a bit of a slog. Like, more so than you did. I did like that they did introduce some supplementary characters, but I felt if they would have streamlined the show and made it like a tight, you wouldn't necessarily need those. But the fact they introduced them, I almost appreciate it more. Yeah. I just disagree. I, I, I needed it to be a little more faster paced. And it, a lot of episodes weren't that, especially like the first few. Yeah. Even though they did interesting things throughout but so i'm gonna give it a c plus okay um there you have it c plus fair enough you just don't appreciate good viewing that's fine maybe i don't (laughs) maybe i don't maybe i needed to watch it an episode at a time rather than try to shotgun them every three days or whatever it is yeah Anyway, I'm glad we put this off a week, though, rather than do it. I know. Like, I think we can do that out. from now on. I think that's pretty things. much anybody who reviews these, if they're even reviewing them anymore, like has done the do it the week after because like nobody has time for this it's, anymore. Yeah, there's no way in fuck we could watch all this in five days. Nah. And I think I appreciate it a lot more taking my time with it as opposed to trying to like fit it all in in five days. Yeah. Because I've done it where I've just watched the whole thing in a weekend, and I'm just, like, burnt out. Yeah, it it's definitely not made... This series is definitely not made to watch all the way through, like, right away. Yeah. Because <clears throat> there are things where that I even dwelled on where it made me appreciate the next episode a lot more. Mm. Um, is there anything else you've been into this last week? Uh, well, I watched the movie Pacific Rim Uprising. <laughs> yeah? Um, I'm going to admit, Troy... I really liked it. <laughs> oh, really liked it? Oh, yeah. my God. I think this is what Power Rangers should have been. I've heard that from other people, too. That It's definitely what quote. it should have been. It's, this movie is dumb as fuck. And, like, they legit... They don't destroy just one city. They destroy two cities in oh, this movie. Oh, okay. But the thing that I appreciate this for over Superman is that this movie does not try and gaslight me into thinking that it's smart. Because okay. they started out right away with the cheesy one-liners. Okay. And <laughs> fucking... So, like, the minute it starts, you're like, I'm in for a dumb movie. <laughs> and it delivers so well. All right. Even down to where, like, the once they finally introduce who the villain is, they do something where they stand on a tall building and then they activate something that makes the monster grow. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Okay. So it's like, 
this is like the legit this should have been the power rangers movie <laughs> and it's so fucking like it's it's so dumb and the fact that it knows how dumb it is makes it kind of fun to watch like i All this right. is way better than the first one i would say okay like it, I don't, it doesn't get convoluted in a bunch of like just like weird sci-fi horse shit where you're trying to like learn what the kaiju are it's just they introduce some things from the first one to kind of like uh bridge the movies yeah bridge the movies and like the way they introduce the villain is because of something that happened in the first one that's mm-hmm. actually kind of cool but beyond that they're just like all right here's a bunch of dumb action get ready and it is it's way more fun i all right i would say definitely check out check it out it's really fun okay maybe i will yeah oh my goodness and uh me and molly started watching glow i think we're like halfway through it so far yeah and it's a nice it's a nice uh companion piece of the first season where like the first season you see them trying to get into like starting this show like Mm -hmm. this one they go into actually like them filming the show and actually trying to get it to be successful. And they do a really good job of like taking like uh, issues that are really big now and showing like how fucked they were back in the eighties. Okay. Like they even like show instances where like, uh, like gross TV uh, presidents are like trying to like have their way with, someone okay and they're just like well you know if you do this your show could be uh more successful and then like the fact that they turn it down could affect like the whole show and everyone involved with it and they could lose their jobs so you get that like that kind of like uh that hard decision where it's like okay so do i get raped <laughs> or and or do I avoid it and then everyone that I if all my friends lose their jobs? Yeah, like it's fucked up shit like that. Oh shit. Okay. It's like they introduce stuff like that. They introduce like uh, the use of stereotypes mm-hmm. and like how that could affect people. Like uh, uh-huh. the chick that plays welfare queen. Uh-huh. Like they do like a thing with her where like her son is going to Harvard uh-huh. and he finds out about her and he's like I want to go see your show and she's like. All right. Oh, shit. <laughs> so it's like, it's just a matter, like, it's like all these, like, things that are kind of, like, becoming big now where it's, like, the uh, installation of stereotypes and, like, the Me Too movement. But it's, like, in the 80s and you can see, like, why it's a big deal now. Like, they kind of do, like, a really good job of that. Okay. I saw that the new episodes popped up, like, last week or so. And I'm like, oh, shit, I need to watch that after I finish watching all of Luke Cage. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's good so far. They were about halfway through it. Okay. Good deal. Anything else? That's that's it. Well, I said before that I read Batman issue 50. Oh, here we go. I got uh, first a funny little story. Okay. That uh, I read it on the 4th of July when it came out. 4th of and July. 4th of July. And uh, I was all a flutter on what ghost hunter dave thought of it too because he made a big deal about it yeah and so i texted him after i got done reading saying like hey did you get it yet not yet i'm sitting outside the comic book shop now waiting for it to open so i can get it and i'm like okay and so it he sent me a picture of him sitting on the comic book shop stoop waiting for them to open at noon oh my god on the fourth of july which i'm surprised they were open (laughs) 
<laughs> but they open at noon. He goes down and says, can I have Batman number 50? Oh, we're all sold out. He's like, you just opened. I'm the only one here. And he's like, the guy who owns it is like, yeah, but we only ordered enough for people who have like a pull same, list. Is that the same shop that fucked you over? Yeah, too? it is the same <laughs> shop. And so he's like, God damn it. And so out of a fit of rage, he bought Catwoman number one, which is supposed to be like a tie-in to this Batman 50 or whatever. He gets home and on the cover it says, do not read until you've read Batman 50. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's like, God damn it. And so he ended up buying it on Comixology or whatever. Yeah. Overall, Batman 50 was a nice tribute to past creators who have worked on it. Yeah. But the seriously, there's only literally like five pages worth of substance in this. <laughs> Otherwise, like every other page is like a pinup of yeah. like a previous artist who's worked on the thinger. Yeah. It's okay. But I don't know who all listens to this who doesn't want it spoiled, so I won't spoil it. But the ending to it wasn't what I thought was going to happen. And it's very interesting on... The turn of events. Really? Yeah. I'll tell you after we get done recording. Gotta read that Catwoman 1 to see what happens. Of course you do. <laughs> so I did that. I also read... Uh, there was a, um, a new series of The Century out, which is pretty much Marvel's version of the S- of Superman, who he is his own supervillain as well. Oh, shit. Like, the more powerful The Century gets, he's got, like, this other personality called The Void the more powerful that gets. So it's like the dark and the light, the oh, yin shit. and the yang and type of shit. And a, a guy who's really hot right now, Jeff Lemire, is writing it. And it's really interesting where that's going, too, where he has to, like, go into this little pocket dimension every 24 hours to fight the void or else, like, he goes insane. Oh, and, shit. like, with his immense power, if he just powers up and is the century in real life, that could fuck the whole world up because oh, the nice. void would also come out, and so I'm it's I'm looking forward to where that's gonna go. Right on. Also, not that I've been watching it, but Chelsea has been watching a shit ton of Riverdale. I know. I walked in and she was watching the second season, and I was like, "When did you start this?" Literally yesterday. Jesus Christ. Well, maybe the day before yesterday, but she is just been handing me the baby and is like, go do whatever you want. I'm going to watch Riverdale. And it's just been shotgunning all of it. I haven't haven't heard reviews of Riverdale and heard the first season's really good. And then it just dips in quality from there. I don't know. Like maybe she'll get out of it. I think she's like a third through the second season right now. Oh shit. But she is in, she is way into it. (laughs) It, She's way into it. Like I was I was reading something and I heard I thought she was just playing a trailer for like the newest season or something. Yeah. And I'm like, "Oh, you're starting this?" And she's like, "Yeah, everybody some people at work say it's really good, so I want to try it." And then she just I don't even know what time she went to bed that night. Like I was out hours before her. <laughs> and she's like she took like I was awake the whole night. <laughs> I think she might have started on Monday night, and then Tuesday morning she was a little rough. And then we had Wednesday off, and she watched a little bit even before we even went to go do the festivities oh my then. Oh, God. And then, like, 
that night, I think she went to bed late because I was exhausted. Yeah. And then more today because she has vacation the rest of the week, so she'll finish all of it. <laughs> it's insane. But anyway, I, I walked in and all she told me was Archie is so hot. Yeah, that's all I've heard for the last few days is Archie is so bonable or whatever it is. <laughs> um, but anyway, that's that's pretty much all I've been into this last week. Oh, so, JT, if people want to discuss how bonable Archie is to you, where could they do so? Oh, please tell me at Bucky for everyone on Twitter, also Bucky for everyone on Instagram, and hey, why not Bucky for everyone on Snapchat, Troy! You can find me at Troy to the Max on Twitter. You can find us both at Review Review Pod on Twitter if you want to tag us in that. Uh, we are also uh, on Facebook as well, and all of our episodes are uploaded at uh, ReviewReviewPod.Podbean.com. If you don't want to go there, that's fine because we're also on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, and Google Podcasts. Yeah, which is a slick new app. Slick. You checked it out yet, JT? I have not. It's a pretty easy to use interface. I might look into it. Um, I like it. I like it. Okay. Um, I haven't switched t- completely over yet because I use Podcast Addict. But yeah, that one is really nice. Yeah. I think they actually. I'm not gonna try and out them, but I think they steal some shit sometimes too. <laughs> I think they do. <laughs> uh. Yes. <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, if you have something long form to say, you can do so at uh, reviewreviewpod at gmail.com. Yes. That's the show, JT. It is the show. Next week, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Ant-Man and the Wasp is kicking off our uh, smaller than usual people July. <laughs> Rolls right off the tongue. Rolls right off the tongue. Yep. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, we're going to try and dive into two other films that involve uh, miniaturized people. I think we gave away one last week mm-hmm. for Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. We've got another one in the bank that uh, I think we'll uh, you'll like if you're of our age. Great. It's definitely one that I remember growing up with. Okay. I think I've already forgotten what it is, but you'll tell I'll, me. I'll, I'll tell, tell you off the air. Great. <laughs> Perfect. Um... So that's the show. Check us out next week for some more Marvel movie mania. Yeah. Uh, one that's not 13 hours long. Yeah. So that'll probably be the last one until March for Marvel stuff. I thought, until uh, Captain Miss Marvel comes Captain out. Captain Marvel comes out in February, doesn't it? February, March. I don't remember. Anyway, yeah. next year. Somewhere around there. <laughs> and then that's, uh, that's it. Anyway, so join us yeah. for... Smaller than usual, July. Yep. yep. First Blood uh, versus Creep Show. For Don't our forget to vote. Movies. Don't Go and forget vote. to vote. Do that. I will vote. <laughs> or I will. I want something to win, and I will vote. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, that's the show. So until next time, where we do Ant Man and the Wasp. I've been Troy to the Max Extreme. I am G3K, and we are off. Rosclat.